You are listening to the Conquering Everest podcast, episode 13. Welcome to the Conquering Everest podcast. My name is Brian Talore, and let me just start out by saying thank you. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day here with me. Over the years, I have been very focused in on and passionate about doing whatever I can to eliminate homelessness in in this world. Going back to my teen years, uh, late teens, early 20s, I found myself without a home and lived out of my car. I guess uh, very fortunately that it that only lasted a couple weeks before a good friend invited me in to uh, crash on his couch and I was able to rebound and and get my life uh, going in a direction that that I wanted it to go but there are many many folks out there that are are struggling and it's hard once once you've kind of lost everything it's hard to recover unless you have a support system around you that can give you the essentials and, and it just give you a, a hand up. And today on uh, Conquering Everest Podcast, I was fortunate to grab a little bit of time from Todd Keller. He is the donor, uh, donor relations coordinator with Home Sweet Home Ministry, and he's also the lead pastor for Point of Change Church. Now, he's been super busy because on February 5th, uh, Friday, February 5th is uh, their biggest fundraising effort called Night in a Car, where it is a homeless simulation. Uh, we This year they have 80 teams that have signed up. So 80 teams will be sleeping in their car Friday evening, uh, starting Friday evening the 5th, ending uh, at, at about 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. Now, here in Illinois, it's cold and i hear that tomorrow is going to be bitterly cold and i am one of those participants so i i am going to make sure i have lots of blankets in the car and uh, it, it 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 i did it last year it was my first year and it was not easy to make it through the night and uh and actually i i had a little bit of a speed bump that that you'll hear in this uh this interview here today so so without further ado here is my conversation with todd keller Todd Keller, welcome to the Conquering Everest podcast. Thanks, Brian. It's good to be with you. I know this is a super busy week for you, so I definitely appreciate you being on the the show. Uh, we've got, uh, but I think we've got some important things that we need to talk about and, and, and raise awareness for. But before we get into that, since uh, this may be the first time uh, some listeners are, are getting to know you, would you uh, would you like to go ahead and tell us who Todd Keller is? Uh, yeah, I, I guess the first thing is uh, I'm a f- husband of uh, my wife, Kim, been married since 92, have three kids, uh, t- uh, 21, 18, and 16, Adam, Jillian, and Samuel. And I've been a pastor here in Bloomington, Illinois at Point of Change Church of the Nazarene for the past eight years and and then was at Bloomington First Church of the Nazarene uh, across town uh, 12 years before that, been in ministry for almost 30 years. And um, finished my um, doctorate of ministry about a year and a half ago. And one of my big goals coming out of that doctorate was I wanted to, wanted to find a job working with a nonprofit that benefited the city. 
And uh, so really prayed about that. And the next thing I know, uh, this job came open with Home Sweet Home Ministries. And as uh, your listeners might know, Home Sweet Home has been doing great ministry here in Bloomington for over 100 years. And so they had this position of um, donor relations coordinator. And so I talked to them about that. And it's, uh, it's great. It allows me to continue the work at the church. Plus, I I'm a professor at Olivet Nazarene University, and plus I get to help here at Home Sweet Home. And part of the responsibility is to um, take care of our donors, uh, but then also to be the director for our largest um, fundraising event called Night in a Car, which is also a homelessness simulation. Could you tell us a little bit about Home Sweet Home Ministries? Uh, what what uh, the, that uh, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of facets to that. Could you go into a little bit of detail about Home Sweet Home? Yeah, there is a lot um, to learn about the ministry that they do here. Of course, we have the ministry to our residents um, that are meeting here. And we have lovely folks who are here that take care of them in-house. They have case managers who really are there to help them uh, get on their feet, whether that be uh, finding housing or education or resources in town. Um, And then we have the staff that make sure that we have meals and that they have a warm shelter. Um, But then we also have things like our food co-op, which allows um, uh, people in the community to find uh, really great uh, food um, and do groceries by uh, opting into the co-op that they where they volunteer to serve a bit. Um, and so it's much more than just uh, the residential housing that we have. We also are trying to reach out into the community itself. Well, how many uh, when you, when we talk about the residential residential housing how many um how many folks are you guys helping uh, i know in in just that the housing alone yeah i know that we can have up to uh 50 or 60 the numbers that we have right now i'm not i'm not positive i know we're not full right now which uh we're always thankful when uh, yeah. <laughs> when we're not full um but that's how many that we we could have at, at any one time well let's talk a little bit about night in a car i i am a participant i yeah. i just- had my first uh, go of it last year after um, hearing, I, I had known about it and for whatever reason I, I didn't participate, but then I finally did get involved last year. But uh, if, you, if you would uh, tell us a little bit about night in a car. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways to be homeless. Um, one of the biggest ways is what some people might call um, couch surfing. You just you find some friends and family and people to, to kind of live with. You stay with them while you're getting back on your feet. Um, and then there are those who, you know, they, they do live on the street or in tent communities. But one form of homelessness is really just people and families, uh, couples, even families with children that live out of their car. And it's quite a common um form of homelessness. I know when uh, I was in Hawaii for a bit doing some teaching and uh, found out that because the real estate is just so expensive uh, there, that there's a huge percentage of people that live out of their car. And we have that as well in central Illinois. Um, And, you know, part of that is you have to endure our incredibly brutal winters. And so Night in a Car is really a way for us to help our participants build a little bit of empathy for folks who don't just spend one night in a car, but it's kind of their all of the time experience. And so you have to think about things like 
you know, do I have enough gas in the tank to run the heater tonight? Um, or where can we go to use the bathroom? Where are we going to park that is safe? Um, what do we do about our meals and showers? And and one of the most difficult things is just entertaining your family. Um, what we have heard from folks is just the boredom that can take place, but also just a lack of community. So you can imagine if you had teenagers with you or um, children or even just yourself trying to spend the time through the night, what do you do to keep the kids entertained? How do you help them with homework? How do you do laundry? Just how do you do life when you don't have a place? And so we've been so pleased with um, our participants who have said, you know, just going through one night um, in the cold uh, by yourself really does open your eyes to their experience. And so Night in a Car is a, a fundraiser. Our goal was $100,000. We already met that today, which we're thrilled about that. Um, but it's also, again, this simulation. So people, we have 80 teams um, of people. Um, some are just singles. Others are youth groups and college groups and organizations that have come together. And they're going to meet uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at Trinity Lutheran Church in uh, Bloomington, and they're going to spend the night uh, in their car. Uh, we have the facilities there at the church where they can come in and use the bathroom or grab a cup of coffee. Um, but really, they'll spend the evening. And our folks here at Home Sweet Home have really worked hard to give uh, activity packets and experiences where people really have to think through a lot of the decisions um, and experiences that those who experience homeless in this way have to make. Yeah, uh, it's definitely no joke because last year uh, when I participated, uh, we had, you know, went to Trinity Lutheran, we parked. And uh, as we settled down for the evening and I was like, I'm just determined, so I'm not going to run the heater. I, I, I want to get through this. I want to I want the full experience. Uh, but we did have an iPad with us. So we, you know, we keep ourselves entertained while while we try to drift off to sleep. Sure. But for whatever reason, I didn't think about the fact that my battery was going to go down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so middle of the night, it is freezing. I just want a little bit of heat and I've got a, a dead battery. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I was like, okay, well, I wanted the full experience and I think I've got, you know, you got I, it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. You know, I, I couldn't imagine had I not been at Trinity where I knew the door was unlocked and I could go in and warm up yeah. if, if, you know, if I was stuck somewhere in town and no, no, I can't run the car and it's freezing outside. So, um, and it's, and it has a, the homelessness has been something that, that, that's, that means a lot to me because I know when uh, my younger years or late teens, early twenties, I, I, you know, I had a couple weeks without a home that I lived out of my car. Uh, wow. I guess luckily it was during the summer months, so I didn't, mm. I didn't have the experience in the winter, but uh, it's definitely no joke. What yeah. is, um, how long have you guys been doing night in a car now? So this will be our fifth year um, that we've been doing it. And uh, this was our largest goal ever and our largest number of participants. And we're just really thrilled that it's catching on and it's gaining momentum as we go. Yeah, I think I saw last uh, time I checked uh, social media, we've got 80 teams now. Yeah, we uh, just is, had our 80th team sign up. And uh, it was really interesting because the way this uh, 80th team is participating, is they're a family with three young kids and their son um, plays the piano. And so they recorded him doing a little piano recital, put it out on Facebook and encouraged people to go to uh, his 
uh, Night in the Car team page to donate money. So I thought that was a really creative way to get people to, to buy in. Yeah, that's uh, I'll have to take some tips off of that because that's what uh, you know, I'm out there trying to fundraise and, uh, you know, I, I think you know, social media, you know, you may, you may get somebody's attention. You may not. So I, I, I try to find those creative ways. Unfortunately, I can't play the piano, but I can figure something yeah. out. Well, you know, sure. Brian, one year, one team, uh, connect transit said that if they got their goal, they would shave their head live on Facebook live. So, I mean, I'll just throw that op- that option out there for you. If you want to do that. Oh man. yeah, that I would have to raise a lot of my, I, I, something the, the people get to know about. I love my my hair. I understand. And, I'm uh, with you. But you know, hey, for a good cause, I'd probably be willing to yeah, do it. How many uh, do you have any statistics on how many people uh, you've been able to Home Sweet Home Ministries been able to help just just with night in the car alone? You know, I, I don't. I don't have those uh, numbers. I could get those uh, for you. But um, Night in the Car, is, it is our largest fundraising event. And so it's a huge chunk of our annual budget. Um, and so the people that are being helped are not just the residents, but it does help with things like the food co-op and um, the counseling that our residents receive. It really does help every feature of the ministry here at Home Sweet Home. Have you, uh, over the last five years, has there been any, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, I, I know there's probably several of, of feel-good stories, but is there any, have any stories come out of the folks that have received this help that, that you know, they've gone on and they've been able to change their circumstances? This probably happens quite a bit, but... Uh, any any stories like that that you could share with the listeners? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those stories, um, even from the participants. Um, and, I, and I'll kind of start there. There are those who get a taste of working um, for this type of a ministry, <clears throat> and they join an event like Night in a Car, and then you find out that it really affected them, and um, it helps change their major. It helps change their focus. A lot of our youth groups and college um, students, they, they come out of this, uh, knowing, seeing what it's like to help on a greater level. Um, and so it even begins to change the way they think and even a lot of their future goals. And so we, we've heard a bit of that. Now, when it comes to our residents, my, my favorite story is um, a gentleman who went through um, a time here as a resident and uh, was able to find housing, got on his feet, uh, began to start a DJ business. And right about the time I started with Home Sweet Home in April, he actually had a karaoke night here in the parking lot with our residents. And he was able just to have a, you know, a fellowship and party with them, which is something that you know they're hungry for. We're all hungry for it. And they were able to sing. There was some video about that. It was so cool to see. And then he was able to tell them his story that he was once here too. He was a resident and to kind of give them some hope. That's that's one of my favorite stories. Um, there's a there's a, a family that is just so precious um, here. It's a single mom with um, some kids. And just to be able to talk to her each day as I see her and to hear her say how thankful she is that she doesn't have to worry, doesn't have that stress to worry about where are my kids going to sleep and where what are they going to eat. And there's um, a sense of reprieve here and peace as she has the help she needs just to kind of make some choices and, and put her life together. Um, but it's really um, special work that we get to do here. You know, the caseworkers and the front desk people, they get to um, rub shoulders with the residents a whole lot more than, than I get to do, uh, unfortunately. But um, 
the stories that they tell are really wonderful. It's a good work that they do. It's a sacred work that they do. And we really look at it as, you know, we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus to people that really are uh, some of the most vulnerable in our society. And I would imagine that through that, you know, that outreach, the, the folks, there's probably quite a few that come to faith, you know, as they as they get involved with Home Sweet Home, which is uh, uh, just a wonderful thing to to hear. Um, yeah. Or, or to imagine that that, that does happen. I, I, I couldn't imagine that it, it doesn't, that some people aren't truly touched. And what the interesting thing, uh, some in, in looking at the Night in the Car website, it's so $1,000 raised will feed, uh, provides what, one month of food and shelter for, for uh, an individual, right? right? So mm-hmm. is that is that still correct? So $100,000, I, I try to do the math real quick, but well, that's a lot of people. I'm not going to try to. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of people. And, um, you know, it is the food, it is the shelter, um, but it's the community also. I was walking by the um, front desk the other day and heard one of our residents uh, really um, praising our resident assistants who work at the front desk. There's a, just a whole wonderful team of people. And, and one of the residents was telling me just um, how wonderful it is to be greeted each day as they come in, to be taken care of, um, to have people who know their name and people who are genuinely excited to see them. Um, And we really try to offer the dignity of participation that every person that walks in the building that um, we really see them, um, you know, as uh, we, we recognize their humanity and they really do a good job here at training everyone that comes in contact with their residents to really be a source of hope and to build them up um, because we all need that. Uh, one thing that, that I was kind of amazed at, so that this uh, this past summer I, I did some volunteer work at Abundant Life Church. Yeah. Uh, they, they offered the, the lunches and the dinner. And, and, and I love those opportunities when I got to interact with these folks that, that you know, they're struggling, they, they, they you know, uh, not sure where their next meal is going to come from. They, they've only maybe got, uh, you know, a couple pairs of, of jeans and a, and a couple t-shirts, but a lot of them had a very positive attitude and, and they were, you know, they love to have the conversation and joke around and, and have a laugh. And I was just really surprised that, that somebody um, struggling that, that much would still have this like positive uh, outlook in life and, 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 and just trusting that, you know, the next day is going to be better. Do you, uh, do you guys have experiences like that with home sweet home? I know you said you don't, you don't get to engage as much, but yeah, I mean, I get to have, yeah, I get to have two or three uh, conversations each day and, um, and it's exciting. What you're really talking about is hope. And, um, when, when you're in situations like this, uh, you learn that hope and joy is a, is a basic need, just like uh, food and water and, and shelter. And uh, people will um, really clutch on to, uh, to hope and, and a laugh. And they really are wanting um, just uh, to interact with people who see them for who they are. They're not projects to be fixed. They are um, humans who have needs and wants and desires, just like everyone else. And to recognize that and not be afraid to share a moment and just laugh and let them cut loose too. I mean, there's so much worry and anxiety that goes along with um, being homeless and and not having very many resources, not to mention those who are trauma-informed because of a a difficult past. And when you have all of those worries that you're juggling 24-7, 
to have that little gift of a smile or a laugh or someone just to take the time uh, to say hi and to talk to you. I mean, it, it's such a gift and it's mutually beneficial. Um, it helps everyone involved uh, just to kind of touch each other, notice each other. Yeah, that, uh, that that's so true because when I when I was doing the, over the summer, I, I, I had a pretty, pretty intense <laughs> battle with depression yeah. uh, for to, to, to 2019, 2020. And being able to once I was able to finally get myself to get out of the house and and go and, and and help out and interact with these people like like you said it is it was mutually beneficial because uh you know that they provided me with that hope too because I, I i it was hard to be allow myself to be depressed when i see these individuals that are you know struggling far worse than me uh and and they're they still have that good outlook so that that is definitely um uh, there, there isn't a truer statement than that yeah. Do we, do you know, uh, it blew, let's talk about Bloomington and of course, normal, I guess we could throw in there as well because, uh, you know, Twin Cities, but yeah. do you have statistics on, on what homelessness looks like here in Bloomington? You know, the thing that's so difficult about um, getting the, getting the hard statistics, and we're actually kind of slow to give those out is because it really is hard to track. Um, yeah. It's hard to know. um especially because of so many people that um, are couch surfing that go from home to home, it, it, it's hard for us to know. And so we do our best from time to time to keep our ear to the ground and, and to watch. And, you know, we hear from the other social services in town. Um, but our, we think the safest answer is much more than any of us think. Yeah. The And as far as helping um, or donating, it, it, uh, the donations don't stop on Friday night with night in the car, uh, which is February 5th, tomorrow night. Uh, I, w- I would imagine that you guys want to see those donations continue to roll in throughout the year. And if somebody does want to continue to support Home Sweet Home, what is uh, their best way to contact uh, you all to to see what, you know, what, what they're able to, to do? Yeah. I mean, you know, first with night in a car, we met the goal. So now from here on out, it's what I call fun giving. Uh, people mm-hmm. can just uh, join. If you go to nightinacar.org, we're still collecting money, even though we have met the goal and you can pick one of our 80 teams to participate in. And what you'll notice is that while several of them have met their goal, there are many who have not, they're still trying to uh, hit their goal for that. And so the money will go well beyond the $100,000 and that bit of fits the entire ministry. But then you can also donate, you know, uh, beyond Night in a Car just to the homesweethomeministries.org. Um, and then if you look on that same website, you c- they post about once a month what our most current needs are. So what are grocery items that, you know, we're needing here in the shelter and in the co-op? You can go on and see um, what those are. And then the other way to contribute is um, two weeks ago, we, we started welcoming our volunteers back because of COVID. We had to kind of shut down the in-house volunteering for um, quite a while. And now we're able to offer that back and we're very, very excited. And right there on the website, you can find out how to volunteer and, and sign up. So there's a lot of ways to contribute. And, and bringing up COVID actually uh, kind of sparked a, another question. So the folks that, that are receiving help from uh, Home Sweet Home Ministries, are they, do they have access to health care? Um, so s- some of them do through the uh, city government aid that is uh, provided. 
And so we do our best to make sure that needs are met and to match them up with services in town that can uh, help them with that. Through COVID, we did have to really um, you know, take a lot of measures. And we just praise God that we, we weren't really affected very much you know, in-house. Uh, some of some of us have began to work at home. Um, we had to do screenings just like every other place when people came in. <clears throat> but we have um, been very, very fortunate um, here. And even with our giving, it's been amazing how our wonderful donors have really stepped up during this time. And you would think that the finances would be hit. But the truth is we had many people who are mindful of us every single day. They're reaching out, finding out what we need. And many of them, even when they got, you know, their um, checks were quick to say, you know, God has blessed me. I don't need this. I'm going to give this to home sweet home. And every time we turned around, Brian, we were, you know, again, overwhelmed by the generosity of the people in our city who have their eye on home sweet home and really just uh, thankful for the Lord's faithfulness. So kind of, I, I don't know if uh, this will put you on the spot. I, I don't think it will because I, I, well, we'll see. I believe you have the answer, but somebody's, you know, let's say somebody's listening to this podcast and they're struggling. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're living in the car or they're um, on the verge of homelessness and, you know, they are, you know, I'm sure depression, anxiety, different levels of different emotions are, are playing through. What would be your words of wisdom for those folks? Yeah, I think on the very basic level, I would just say um, you got through yesterday and uh, and I know that wasn't easy, but you did it. And so when it comes to that, you're a success and you did a good job um, and you'll get through the day. Um, there are people who um, want to help. There are people who want to listen. Home Sweet Home happens to be one of them. And I would encourage you to reach out um, to see if there's something that uh, we can offer. And I would also encourage you, if it's not Home Sweet Home, to reach out to somebody, um, somebody that you can talk to. But just know that it is the fact of the matter that uh, you are unique. Um, you are uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, that uh, the Lord has an incredible plan for your life. And there are those who want to help you get connected to hope, um, who want to see you, who want to talk to you. Um, and you have a lot of reasons uh, to have hope and to not give up and to reach out for those who are here and wanting to be a part of your life. So I have one last question for you, because I know I know your time is, is pretty precious uh, in, in preparing for all this. But uh, you said you've been married since 1992, so you've got almost 30 years of marriage. Yeah. What is the secret? Um, I think the biggest secret is to, um, it, it's what I call the chair of humility. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I think that we go into a lot of relationships um, trying to clarify who we are and what our opinion is, um, but that uh, marriage and friendship uh, gives us an opportunity to choose to be very, very curious about the other person. Um, and it can be very uncomfortable to always try to insert your own power and your own opinion. Um, and I have found that the most comfortable chair in the house is the chair of humility, uh, where you sit joyfully and you say, what can I do for you? Um, and you don't betray yourself but if it occurs to you to do something for the other person, you do it. If somebody wanted to reach out 
to you? Uh, is, is Do you have social media or what would be the best way if somebody just wanted to to, to reach out to, to, to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, Todd Keller on Facebook. Um, also, uh, my church is uh, Point of Change Church here at Home Sweet Home. My email is tkeller at hshministries.org. And then, of course, if you go through the home suite or the hshministries.org website, you'll see my contact information there as well. All right. Well, I certainly appreciate your time. And, uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to get this out there and, and, and raise some awareness, and even, even if for folks that uh, whether you're in Illinois, uh, Bloomington, Normal, or, or or you're in Florida, there's 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 uh, there's ways to give and ways uh, to help out. Uh, it, it, so if you're hearing this and you feel moved to do so, please check out Home Sweet Home Ministry. Reach out to Todd. Um, Todd, I, I thank you, and uh, I, I guess I, I will probably see you on the Zoom call tomorrow. Yeah, and if I can, uh, Brian, just say thank you, thank you for your support, and just to your listeners, no matter where they are. Uh, no matter where you go in every city, you're going to find things that are beautiful. And we have to join in preserving that beauty. But you're also going to find things that are unacceptable. And it's up to us to uh, find a way to stand against the things that are unacceptable, like poverty and homelessness and injustice. And uh, all of us working together can uh, really do those things, preserve the beautiful and stand against the unacceptable. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And you know, when, when times are, are not so busy for you, uh, maybe I can have you on the, the podcast again and, and we can talk about, uh, get, get more into uh, Point of Change uh, Church or, 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 or Todd Keller himself. Uh, I, I, just, I just know time is limited for you right now. Yeah. So I appreciate it and I will, uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Brian. So many great things being done. Uh, here in the Bloomington normal area to, to combat homelessness and poverty, wherever you are in this world, I would strongly encourage you to find a way in your community that you can help because homelessness is everywhere and you may not see it. It may be a hidden part of your community or society. There's people that need your help and I truly believe the value that we give or we get in our life is a, a byproduct of what we give. So I would highly encourage you to, to find a way in your uh, community to help out, or you can contact Home Sweet Home Ministry. Make sure you check out the description here in this, uh, this episode. I will have all the relevant links for you. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on whatever platform you are listening to us on. And if you'd like to leave a comment on this episode, uh, if you download the Podbean application for uh, Android or iOS, you could download Podbean and uh, look up this episode and leave a comment. Um, tell us what you think and uh, you know share your thoughts. But thank you, uh, one and all, for listening. And uh, until next time, be sure that you aim high, be courageous, and do amazing things.